This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Benito Antonio Martinez Ocasio is at it again, though you might know him better as Puerto Rican reggaeton artist Bad Bunny. His albums consistently set records, and his most recent release, Un Verano Sinti, is no exception. This is the second time one of his albums opened at the number one spot on the Billboard charts. Right now we're listening to Moscow Mule, one of his new hit tracks. Bad Bunny's music is popular for more than just his unique blend of sounds. So let's talk about it. Isabella Herrera is an arts critic fellow for The New York Times. She's also written for The Rolling Stone, NPR, and Pitchfork. And she's a native Chicagoan. Welcome to Reset, Isabella. Thank you so much for having me. And Alessandra Rios is a major Bad Bunny fan and lifelong Chicagoan from Hermosa on the city's northwest side. Both her parents are Puerto Rican. Alessandra, great to have you on. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Isabella, I'll start with you. What do you think of this album? I think it's truly an ode to the Caribbean uh, and especially Puerto Rico, Bad Bunny's native home. Yeah. Uh, I think in so many ways it reflects a lot of sort of the summer sounds that a lot of us grew up listening to, um, whether it's reggaeton or Dominican mambo or bachata. And it really just, you know, goes across all that spectrum of, mm-hmm. of music. Did, did you have any surprises with the fact that it's got this high standing so early on with this release? I think Bad Bunny has kind of like set a record for himself and it only sort of is um, expected that he would meet that record again. Um, but yes, I think he's kind of like establishing this, uh, you know, this really big legacy uh, in terms of like success, chart success. So it, it's really quite surprising. And uh, Alessandra, as we said, it's it's a little bit of a different sound from his past albums. So I wonder, as one of Bad Bunny's biggest fans, how you feel about this latest work. When I first heard the the album, I, I feel like I didn't know what to think of it until I listened to it with a friend and I gave it a really proper a listen. Mm-hmm. And um, now I think it's honestly probably his best work yet. And I should know better than to judge in a first listen, because if you listen to his previous album, there was so much... Um, rock and espanol so obviously he loves the genre hop and i should have expected that yeah every single song is like a brand new surprise i i really think it's his best work yet um uh like israelia said it's very caribbean it's very puerto rican bad bunny makes music for puerto ricans um very relaxed i love how he lets us in a little more each time mm-hmm. it's almost like with each album he becomes more vulnerable yeah i love your your honesty there because Sometimes when we're big fans of somebody, we have a tough time admitting when something didn't sit right with us at first. So the fact that you even said, I had to listen to it a second time with a friend to really take it in. I think that's pretty cool. Isabella, Un Verano Sinti, it's a pretty long album, which is rare these days. We've got a whole 23 songs here. But the last track... Kayaita, it dropped back in 2019 as a surprise single. Why'd he re-release it? Yeah, I think it actually is quite common for albums to be this long now. Um, It's sort of like following in this industry standard of pop artists creating longer albums in order to maximize streaming. Um, And so this like 23 song <laughs> album is pretty um, pretty in common with a lot of industry practices now. I think Gaeta really fits in the sonic universe of Umberano Sinti. You know, it opens with these seagulls, 
Um, it sort of has that very summery feel. When when I interviewed Bad Bunny for the New York Times, he actually said that this album uh, is sort of imagined as a playlist, mm. um, you know, something that you should listen to on the beach um, in the summer and sort of like a very eclectic album in that sense that it has songs that are like synth pop, songs that are reggaeton, uh, songs that are merengue, songs that are bachata. Um, and all of that is sort of like the sort of music you would hear on the beach. So it makes sense that this is like uh, such a long, long album. Yeah. And and um, Bad Bunny, he's known to typically drop new albums sort of without warning. Right. But this time he kind of created this buzz long before this one came out. Can you talk a bit more about his promotion strategy over the years? Yeah. Um, it's quite funny because I think he kind of goes to Twitter every single time he's going to release an album and he sort of lists the track list uh, without names and he'll be like one palo two palo three palo <laughs> which is basically slang for like a bop or a banger <laughs> um, so he always kind of does that and that's when you know he's going to be releasing the album very soon for this album I think it was special because he um, he actually teased the album through an online uh, post in like the Puerto Rican version of Craigslist. Um, he basically posted uh, an ad saying that he was selling his Bugatti and that you could call a certain number, um, you know, to get in touch with Benito to see if you're interested in buying the Bugatti. Um, but when you called the number, you heard a clip of one of the songs, I believe the title track, um, and you got a text, an automated text from him saying that his album was coming soon. So he's always kind of had this very interesting um, album promotion strategy of teasing and like finding really creative ways. And I think especially this time around, it really speaks to that authenticity and that commitment he's always had to Puerto Rico. I mean, his most pop artists, especially ones that are the most listened to artists on Spotify two years in a row, wouldn't, you know, sort of promote their albums through something so niche and, and underground first. But yeah. it really speaks to who he is as an artist. Well, let's listen to another song on the album. This is El Apagón. Un saludo a mis vecinos, ey, aquí el calor es diferente, el sol está ahí, no, ey, la capital del perreo, ahora todos quieren ser latinos, no, ey, pero le falta sazón. So, Alessandra, what is this song about? I actually, this is one of my favorite songs on the album. Um, a, apart from the very dope and dirty breakdown in the middle, um, honestly, this song is really painting a picture of Puerto Rican of life, of island life. And he speaks about reggaeton's roots. He speaks about the rolling blackouts that continue in the aftermath of Hurricane Maria. Um, and towards the end, he has his girlfriend, Gabriela, um, speaking on the track, mm -hmm. really like proclaiming his land, his beach, their turf away from outside American investors, vulture head funders. He's re-proclaiming re the island as himself, as himself and his life incarnate. It's it's almost a kind of a sad song if you really think about it too much. Wow. But I love the way that he really like portrays and paints a picture of island life. It's, it's a beautiful song. You can hear his pride in his voice and in yeah. his song. That's why I say Bad Bunny makes music for Puerto Ricans. Yeah. How do you feel, Isabella, when he brings up issues happening in Puerto Rico and, and brings it to the national stage? I think it's something that is so unique about who he is as an artist. Uh, you know, when someone of this caliber and this 
level is is really being successful in their career, there's really a tendency for pop artists to water down who they are and to kind of dilute their sound and dilute who they are. But Bad Bunny has done quite the opposite. He's embraced his Puerto Ricanness. He's really been proud to sort of like become the soundtrack for a lot of like recent social events in Puerto Rico and recent political movements. And so I think this song, El Apagón, really just sort of falls in line with, with that sentiment and that commitment that he's shown over the last few years. Well, uh, he is not shy about using his music, as you mentioned, to you know document pressing issues. He talks about gentrification, political conflict, happening not just in Puerto Rico, but across the world. Here's another song. Isabella, what message is he sending in this song, Andrea? So this song features the Puerto Rican geo Buscabuya, um, and a lot of fans think this is uh, a retelling of the story of Andrea Ruiz, which was a Puerto Rican woman who was a victim of gender-based violence um, uh, recently, last year. Um, you know, basically, they she didn't she was denied. Uh, a restraining order against her ex-boyfriend and you know very soon afterwards she was found dead and the the boyfriend was found responsible for it and so this song is kind of talking about um you know a typical puerto rican woman who wants to live life on her own terms who wants to be respected who wants to you know just be who she is and be respected and protected in the, in, in the street and so i think he's always kind of talked about uh femicide and and women's issues and gender-based violence. And so this song, again, really falls in line with that commitment he's shown. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We're talking about rapper and reggaeton artist Bad Bunny's fourth album, Un Verano Sin Ti, which is already smashing records. Our guests are Isabella Herrera, an arts critic fellow for The New York Times, and Chicago superfan Alessandra Rios. Uh, Just picking up where we left off, there's been some discussion over the years. I've seen a lot of it about how reggaeton lyrics and the music videos, how they often depict women as sexual objects. Has Bad Bunny's music followed that trend, Alessandra? Honestly, I think quite the opposite. One reason why I feel Bad Bunny is so famous and popular and why his music speaks to so many is because his fan base is largely women. Bad Bunny, apart from making music for Puerto Ricans, also makes music for women. He's built this Uh, air of understanding and sincerity that women feel like they're being spoken to, not at, and they're empathized with. El reggaeton, although combative and revolutionary um, to me and many others, is at times misogynistic and can be objectifying, like you said. But I feel Bad Bunny celebrates female sexual liberation and power in a way that doesn't feel like it's entertainment or um, with an air of condescension. It feels acknowledging and freeing. And you can hear it in a lot of his other albums like um, or songs like Me Porto Bonito, La Vitisil, Sorry Papi, Pereo Sola, which these are huge songs that women identify with on a different level. Yeah. Um, and he's sincere about it. You know, I, I, I went to his concert in uh, earlier this year. I'm telling you, the entire crowd was women and they were dressed up. They they wow. felt happy to be there. It felt like community. You know, it, it was really like we were being celebrated. And uh, I think they feel that. Isabella, what do you think his take on reggaeton is having on, on the popularity of the genre as a whole? I mean, absolutely. I think um, you can just take, again, the fact that he's been the most played artist on Spotify two years in a row. 
Um, but I think he definitely exists within this cultural and musical moment where reggaeton is more global than it's ever been. Um, you know, obviously with the rise of streaming platforms and with the internet, this music has been exposed to a whole new audience. And, and sometimes, you know, that means that the music has um, gone into more pop and diluted directions. But I think Bad Bunny is like one of the few artists who's really kind of committed to bringing reggaeton in a global stage and in an authentic way. I mean, on his uh, first 2020 album, You Hago Lo Que Me Da La Gana, he had the song Safaera, which was basically an ode to underground, you know, a, a, the pre predecessor to reggaeton. Mm -hmm. And he had legends like Joel Randi on that song, Nyingo Flow. And when I interviewed him for The Times, he, he even said that, you know, in that moment, which was arguably the peak of his career, or the beginning of the peak of his career, he could have had a song with a Miley Cyrus or a Katy Perry, but instead he chose to put the world onto underground from Puerto Rico um, and, and reggaeton from Puerto Rico. So I think he's absolutely bringing the genre to a different level. Well, I want to play another song that definitely stands out. He's a reggaeton artist, but this piece turns into a whole different genre entirely. <laughs> Dime, vamos para el mambo, no vamos para el mambo. Tú me dices, mami. Zumba. So those are some pretty classic old school merengue beats that we're hearing. Uh, Alessandra, have we heard that before from him? From Bad Bunny? Uh, no, no mambo, no merengue. Definitely something new and was a pleasant surprise definitely reminded me of waking up on a Saturday morning with my mom to clean. Um, <laughs> I love that he added that in there. It was so cheeky and playful. Um, I definitely think it was like a little Easter egg in the album for fans to find. Yeah. Well, he um, specifically collaborates with underground Puerto Rican artists, which we said up top was one of the best things about him. He uses his position on the world's music scene to basically raise up artists like Jayco and as we mentioned earlier, Buscabaya. Uh, this is his song, Otro Atardecer. Uh, he collaborated with the Marias, which is an L.A. indie pop band with a Puerto Rican lead singer. So this is very different, especially that beginning there, than we typically hear from him. You know, more of a dreamy sound. Alessandra, what do you think about this and his other Puerto Rican collaborations? Honestly, I think um, as, as, as a Puerto Rican and as a huge fan of Bad Bunny, I think that um, one thing I love about him is he raises the, the stage for Puerto Rican acts, for Puerto Rican talent. I think that reggaeton had a history um, its history is known. It was, it was largely disrespected, I feel, and considered trashy music. Not in my purview, obviously. But, um, uh, and reggaeton has really raised um, its, its levels, raised the standards, and Bad Bunny has been able to make beautiful reggaeton into an art form. And now these artists, we see artists who are not just reggaetoneros, they're not just Puerto Rican um, singers and songwriters, they're artists. And so we're putting Puerto Ricans on the main stage in the worldview. And it's something that I admire so deeply, um, you know, especially considering he comes, we all come from this tiny island this, in the Caribbean, yeah. kind of, con, you know, conservative island. And this music that we're largely known for can be considered at times a little disrespected or trashy. Now we're artists. 
now they're artists and now they're respected in a different way. Anything to add, Isabella? Yeah, I think with this song in particular, um, it's really interesting to see kind of Bad Bunny's evolution as an artist um, and see how that eclecticism has become so central to who he is. I think hearing this sort of like dream pop synth pop sound is something that a lot of us knew as fans that he was capable of since his first album, Por Siempre, um, because that had sort of hints and, and, and touches of that. Um, but I think a lot of people in particular were really happy with this album to see independent artists get the shine that they do, um, because a lot of the time, uh, Spanish-speaking or Latine indie artists really struggle a lot more than maybe these huge reggaeton stars or these huge pop stars who get a lot of visibility when it comes to Spanish language music in the mm -hmm. U.S. And so this was really sort of like a monumental thing for Bad Bunny to be coming into this space and like, you know, really bringing artists that he, he listens to and he enjoys it. You know, again, it's like something that's, that's organic. It doesn't feel like in sort of industry maneuver. Um, he, he, he's bringing these independent artists into his space um, and showing that like they also have something to offer. So I think that's really uh, important. Well, are there any artists that you would love to hear him collaborate with on his next album? Ooh, that's, that's a good one. Um, I would love to hear him collaborate with the artist Elado Negro. Um, he is an indie musician who was originally based in Brooklyn, um, who makes sort of celestial sci-fi synth pop ambient music. And I think there could be some really interesting collaborations to come out of that. What do you think, Alessandra? I, a lot of his music reminds me of my other favorite Puerto Rican artist, Calle 13 or Residente Calle 13. I would love some more music, some music from the both of them. I think that that would be so epic. We've been speaking with native Chicagoan Isabella Herrera, arts critic fellow for the New York Times and Bad Bunny fan Alessandra Rios from Hermosa on Chicago's northwest side. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Let's go out on the title track of Bad Bunny's new album, Un Verano Sin Ti. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find our podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen. A clearer perspective on the issues that matter for you here in Chicago. Thanks. Sabes cómo soy bebé, yo casi no hangueo y ahora salgo todos los días pa' ver si te veo, aunque sea de lejito con la juca y el perreo, mañana voy a terapia, hoy vi para el teteo. Otro mensaje que escribí no envío, pero por si acaso lo guardo en mi nota, Alejandro San con el corazón partido y yo con el alma rota, tanto consejos de amor que haya dado, pero parece que en mí no funcionan, tal vez alguien ya te ha enamorado. Me duele no ser esa persona Ya no son mis chistes los que te dan gracia Ya no soy la razón de tu sonrisa Ya no hay más regueros dentro de la casa Ni atardeceres en Ibiza ¿A dónde habrá ido aquella mirada? Que sin palabras todo me decía Te juro que yo no me imaginaba Lo que se sentía ni cómo sería Un verano sin ti